1: Wouldn't it suck if I really talked like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith.
0: My little Rudolph over there.
1: Hello. Hello. (laughs) Hello. Hello. Hello.
0: It's me. (laughs) (laughs) My little Rudolph. Uh,
1: don't talk about my nose.
0: I, you just told me, look at it. Look at it. I look. set it
1: off mic.
0: Oh, we, we don't want to No. No. Mm-mm. Do you want me to re-record? No, it's fine. Okay.
1: I, <laughs> I'm just being dramatic. Oh okay. Yeah, we had a great time.
0: Yeah, we just got back from Mammoth, California, where yeah. we I braved the elements, as I like to say. I'm kind of an indoor girl, so being outside in the snow and all of that, <laughs> I was like... The Oh my God! I'm braving the elements, but Mr. Smith, got I brave the
1: elements, but completely uh, the el- burned the elements. Won a little bit. I was covered head to toe except for my nose and cheeks.
0: Yeah, because you know you have like those ski goggles on, and you've got and a beanie like a, on, and he has a beard.
1: I had a beard, but I also had a tur- like a, a neck thing that goes around. Yeah, but it just didn't cover cheeks and nose.
0: So he got like a burn beard. I so-
1: have a- I have a ski beard. He
0: has a ski beard. Where I got a it, ski beard, Rick. It, it's it's like a burned, just like across, like a band in like the middle. Like a big smile. Like his nose, poor yeah, guy. Poor oh thing. my gosh. I well, know. we're thank you for being on the show, despite your your extreme burn. It
1: was rough, but I made it.
0: I am so appreciative, <laughs> and we're glad to have all of you guys on the show with us today. This is going to be an interesting one. We're talking about how to break up with a parent, and this was a listener submission. So we're going to be talking about what that really looks like to completely cut family out of your life. And I think this is a little bit more of an extreme version of some of the boundaries or the tough conversations and stuff that we've talked about before. This is really about, okay, this is not rectifiable. It's not necessarily something that there's an opportunity to work on anything. Mm, this like is, that's already been tried let's cut ties and how the fuck do you go about doing that and then what are kind of the ramifications of that what are the implications of severing ties with family there's hmm. definitely an emotional toll that that takes but I, I think it'll be a great topic and you've you've actually had quite a bit of experience with this <laughs> with your father so I think yeah. it'll be interesting to get your take on the matter as well but I do think we should probably pass the mic to you for a minute yeah. let's do it alright
1: would you rather... All right. Well, today's would you rather is drive a Ferrari that has a top speed of 65 or a Honda Fit that does 125. <laughs> right? Um, what do you think?
0: I prefer to drive about like 75 most of the time. Okay. I don't like to ever go beyond 80. So I think I would need the fit just so that I could go at a comfortable rate.
1: 65 wouldn't be fast enough for you?
0: No. And I just don't care about cars at all. So.
1: I just think it would be really awesome to have this like little economy, non-performance vehicle that would just blow away cars. That that would would just like
0: school them just like. Right, right, right. Like at an intersection, you're like. (laughs) And they're
1: like, whatever. And then you like you're gone that would be that would be hilarious but on the other side you've got this amazing beautiful car but you can't get it over 65 miles an hour
0: yeah
1: right so do you want the flash or do you want the speed
0: i just need to like can it get me from point a to point b like i just don't care about flashiness <laughs> at all like, so
1: you don't want a ferrari then you're going to go care. with the honda is Fit. is
0: that the kind that has like the the doors come up on the side oh uh, they can no, I find that like trying so hard. You do? Yeah, I'm like really. It's like a garage door. It like comes up like a garage door open. <laughs> like how fucking lazy are you? Can you just open your door? <laughs> I don't know. I've just never. Not been... all
1: of them do that. Oh, but some okay.
0: Do. I'm just not into cars, period. But anyway, we would love to hear what you would rather. Are you gonna go for the Ferrari or the Honda Fit? I think they're adorable. I think they're super cute. I don't know if
1: I fit in a I, Honda Fit. I don't think
0: you fit in a Honda Fit. But let Ironically. me know. Find me on Instagram under the handle at the Joy Junkie. Find the latest meme for this particular podcast episode. And let us know in the comments what you would rather. We always like to hear from from our listeners and I want to jump into today's topic about how to break up with a parent and this is a really common topic believe it or not and I have had quite a few people in my various classes because I'm always talking about how to speak up for yourself, how to stand up for yourself with your family, establishing boundaries, saying no, a lot of that stuff. And it really does permeate a lot of familial relationships. So a lot of times my students will ask me, how the fuck do I say this to my parents? It's a real issue. Yeah. And so we recently received a listener submission that talks specifically about this. And it's really more about how do I go about this? And then how do I go about talking about this with other people? So this is a little bit of a longer submission, but I thought it was really relevant to read because I have a strong feeling that there's going to be those of you listening out there who absolutely can relate to this. Yeah, I can imagine. Oh my God, that's exactly how I'm dealing with my dad or that's exactly my issue with my brother or what have you. And by the way, if you ever are interested in submitting your own show topic, every single show notes page has an opportunity for you to click on a button that says submit a show topic idea, and you can just let us know what would you like us to sound off on. I always peruse them and look at those prior to putting together content. So you can absolutely do the same. So let me read to you what she wrote. Her initial question is, how do I tell my mom I choose not to have her be a part of my life from now on? So a little context. My mom was abusive the last time I lived with her, which was when my father passed away. She hadn't been with him for nearly 20 years, but had never processed her anger. So when he died, she took all of it out on me. And she even at one point said, fuck you, you stupid bitch, to her daughter. And so she gave me a whole bunch of examples of like screaming matches and a bunch of that stuff. But essentially, there was no honor at all for this listener for her particular grief. She was going through the loss of a father, mm-hmm. or any real sense that she even deserved to have grief. And it's only now, five years later, that I'm able to contextualize a lot of my mom stuff. And here's what I believe my mom is emotionally unhealthy. My mom believes that if she gives me her pain, she will stop hurting. My mom believes that I owe it to her to live a broken life like she did. It is why she often justifies a lot of neglect by saying she went through the same thing at my age. My mom is also someone who deals with her pain through extreme tantrums and breaking things and swearing at people, even in public. Yikes. Now, that I want to just stop for a second and say that is the conclusion that you have come to based off of a set of events that is right. what you have interpreted now a lot of that can be a very sound interpretation if somebody says to you like i went through the same shit you know it yeah. obviously there is a justification of poor behavior based off of what they went through all of that to say though watch what extensive story you tell and Change your focus to what you need. And we've talked about that a few times in different blame episodes that we've done. And I'll definitely link to that in the pod or in the show notes. There are often times when we really are acutely focused on why somebody else sucks and why they are so shitty, instead of going. Okay, given that you suck, given that you are so shitty, here's what I need to focus on. Here's how I take care of Amy instead of being so over there, so to speak. So here's what she continues to say. My mom doesn't seem to guess that my texts to her saying that she has no right to throw me birthday parties, that she and I have no relationships, she seems to think that those are just me saying that out of pain. The same way she does. So it does seem like there is a bit of some broken communication here. Yeah. I want to write her an official dismissal letter as a mother, basically pointing out we are, we no longer have a relationship. You are dead to me. Please, when I show up in your community because I want to have a relationship with my nephews, don't mistake that for any interest in you. Don't mistake my cordiality. Is that how you pronounce that Cordia- cordiality cordiality or politeness for permission to enter my life as it is merely a refusal to live down to you. She is uh, out of the country. So she has a little bit of a different dialect than yeah. how we speak. Yeah. Anyway, also other people, I fucking hate it when other people ask me about my mother. I think I want to adopt an Amy-ism and say something like, I'm sorry, my relationship with my mother is not something I choose to discuss with strangers or I have no parents. Do you have any other suggestions? So Mm. she has said, basically, I've chosen to be healthy in my 30s. I am going to forgive her, whatever that means, and let it go. And I will also link to the forgiveness pod that we've done in the past as well for additional resources for you. But how do I communicate that in a way that is clear, even legal sounding? You're fired, mom. You've been fired for a while because I choose to live. I cannot permit your toxicity to permeate my life anymore.
1: It's not like she's already answered her own question. Yep. But it, uh, I don't know, the thing that comes to me like right off the bat is, you know, when we experience things, we experience them inside of ourselves. So even as I look at you, I'm experiencing you through myself.
0: Through your,
1: through my eyes, lens, through, and narrative, right? Yeah. So we have to look at all of those external uh, stimulations or relationships as reflections of our own internal selves. Right. Right. So how does our filter? Our filter. So how do you take that that internal filter and process it in a way that is healthy for you? Mm-hmm. Right. That's the thing that grabs me is she's looking at all these external things, but she she hasn't really, like, settled on what's... You know, when you look at somebody, you see them do a behavior, and you're like, oh, I hate that behavior, and it ends up being a behavior that you do yourself. Right. Um, And that happens a lot with mother-daughter, son, uh,
0: father, yeah. you know,
1: vice versa, whatever. Um, So that's the first thing that comes to my mind.
0: Yeah, and, it, you know, I think... It, it, that's something that you and I have talked about a lot, where if there's anything that comes up where you would be accused of a character trait that you saw in your father, mm-hmm. you were extremely triggered by it because you were so hellbent on not being that way. Right. I think that these sorts of relationships and trauma, like I really think it is trauma to have to sever a family relationship like that. One, especially one with a parent, it's always challenging with anybody. I mean, including siblings, but with parents, there is a biological thing of they are supposed to take care of you. They're supposed to be the safety. They're supposed to be the one who keeps you safe from Mm -hmm. harm. And when the tables are turned, where you are more evolved, you are more of an adult, you are more grounded, and you have to actually sever a tie with a with a parent, it's really, really challenging. So I don't want to make any lightness out of this. Absolutely not. Because it absolutely can be extremely traumatizing.
1: Sure. I've been through it myself.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And I know yours kind of evolved in a very different way than this but she seems to want to have a very definitive line in the sand I am done Mm -hmm. sort of thing but for those of you who are listening to this and wondering how do I decide if this is a person to cut out of my life or not yeah is it that severe I want to give you a couple of parameters and really kind of journal prompts to get out on paper to look at Is this a big enough deal to cut dad out or cut mom out? Like, what are those things that are too much? Because we hear a lot of things kind of peppered throughout our community that say family is everything. I just saw it today. I was reading an article where somebody was like, family is everything. I'm like, no, it fucking is not. No, it's not. Healthy, deep, rich, reciprocal, interpersonal relationships that are grounded in respect that is everything. Family is not everything. Family is just blood. Now, do you happen to have amazing connections with people that you have family that, that are you share blood with? Sure, absolutely. Sometimes they are the most rich relationships that we have, but not always. And if it's not the case for you, there's nothing wrong with you if you choose healthy, Fulfilling relationships over toxicity, whether they are related to you or not. So I just want to throw that out there because I do think that there is an element of guilt where people go, oh my gosh, but it's my mom. Yeah, right. So what?
1: And they'll guilt you that way too sometimes.
0: That's exactly right. I'm your mother. Yeah, and you're also extremely disrespectful. You're inarticulate. You're not grounded. You have a bunch of abuse, whatever was going on. But mom or dad- or that particular moniker does not trump all negative behavior. It does not. Right.
1: I I think something else, she mentioned she was in her 30s. Um, I think that's kind of a time in our life when we're really getting sound in, in who we are and kind of getting more comfortable in our own skin. And it's a time when we start reflecting on our parents and seeing that they are not what we thought they were or what they were when we were in our youth. Right. You know,
0: or what we've been rooting for. Like maybe they were really amazing when you were younger, and then they have evolved into something different. And people do this in in, uh, intimate partnerships all the time, where you are like rooting for somebody to be who they were when you met them. Mm
1: -hmm. Or
0: Mm -hmm. I'm rooting for dad to be who he was before my mom and dad got divorced. And so you put all these eggs in that basket, and that's hope, just hoping that they'll magically be different. When they're showing you over and over again that they never intend to be right. So, I just
1: think uh, it's it's important to think of a mindset of a of your thirties.
0: Oh yeah, that's you a know. that really is a great point because you kind of you know the older you get, the less bullshit you can tolerate. Typically, <laughs> that's true. especially when you get involved in personal development. Like if you've been listening to this pod for a while, or if you've been reading self help books, you start realizing that. A lot of our discomfort in our world is based off of what we choose to tolerate. Mm -hmm. And when we love ourselves and respect ourselves enough to say, I'm not going to tolerate that poor behavior anymore, you start to feel more empowered. Like, well, maybe I can sever a relationship with a parent. Yes, you absolutely can. Yeah. So I want to give you a couple of things to look at first before we dig into some of the actual how-tos. Because there might be a handful of you guys out there who are going – I feel like I'm at this point with a parent. So let's crystallize that a little bit. First of all, I want you to ask yourself, and again, these can be great journal prompts, write it at the top of the page. What do you believe is breakup worthy? What do you believe is a good enough reason for you to cut somebody out of your life, whether Mm. it's a parent or otherwise? Something that stood out to me extremely in this letter from this listener was abuse for me any type of abuse whether it be manipulation neglect is a major form of of abuse verbal of course physical or sexual that is all grounds for complete dismissal from my life sure however there might be some other stuff that's a little bit less cut and dry perhaps something like lack of trust I do not trust this person. I don't think that they are going to come through for me. I don't feel safe with this person. I'm concerned that they will harm me emotionally, physically, Mm -hmm. financially perhaps. This one is huge for me. It's a lack of respect. If I do not have – and you have probably heard me say this multiple times on the pod – if we do not have a mutual respect for one another, I do not need you in my life. Now, that does not mean that I'm going to cut somebody out cold turkey, but I will absolutely limit and be very deliberate and conscientious about how much time I spend with somebody who is blatantly disrespectful.
1: She sounds like she's drawing that line. Exactly. Talking about her cousins, you know.
0: It's exactly right.
1: Her nephews. I missed it.
0: What else is breakup worthy for you? I want you to get this written out on paper perhaps it's a breach of boundaries. Maybe it's that you have expressed something over and over and over again to a parent and they are showing you over and over again that they do not care what you need. They do not care what is important to you. Is that grounds for a breakup? Is that grounds for a severance? Hmm. And you know, I, I do want to mention this too. Right now, I, I talked about this a little bit last week, but I have a class that's open for registration that talks all about this. We work through all things saying no, boundaries, how to, what that even means, how to actually establish them, and the words to use with people, how to differentiate between a boundary and an actual in depth, come to Jesus conversation that's more collaborative, like with a spouse. Mm-hmm. So we dig into all of this stuff and I give tons of very specific, applicable scripts, essentially, to people and students, what to say in their specific situation. And we spend an entire week dealing with fear and how fear influences our ability to speak up or not. So if you're interested, if you go to thejoyjunkie.com slash excuse me, or you can also find the information on the show notes page for this particular episode, you can read all about it, but I want you to think about for a second What would it really be like for you if you had those words to speak up for yourself? If you could actually tell your boss your true thoughts about your workload and maybe your job would be a shit ton more fun or to know that your opinion matters and not second guess every fucking statement you make and be able to say things assertively and confidently or how about this one? Know exactly how to address challenging topics with your partner, with your spouse. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a huge one. Like Those even,
1: are all huge.
0: I can't tell you how many people have said stuff about, oh, I can't broach topics about sex. That would destroy him. That would kill her. Like, they won't give voice to things. And a lot of times I think it's how we say it. And that's why I've crafted this yeah. program that's all about boundaries, saying no to things, you know, how to really have tough conversations like that. Like that's a perfect example of a collaborative conversation. The stuff that we're talking about today is way more of a clear-cut boundary. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit more in a second. Right. But even stuff like this, like telling telling the class mom that you're going to pass on baking all the damn cupcakes or chaperoning the field trip so that you can actually say no and not feel guilty. How many times do we say no, but we're riddled with guilt and we second guess it? So this class is all about having that personal strength and confidence that you need to decline any and all events, whether they're family or not, and have the those powerful conversations in a way that you feel really, really proud of yourself. So that's a lot of what this whole course is, is talking about. And I thought this was such a great topic to bring To the to the show today because it's about these. How do I know if I'm gonna do a boundary? How do I know if it's a tough conversation? And sometimes you need a shit ton more support. And and I'm gonna get into that a little bit more too. But if you're listening to this and you're going, you know what? I don't think it's a hard line boundary that I need to set with my parent. I think it's more about me giving voice to something that I've never said before. How the fuck do I do that? My heart is pounding like crazy. What are the steps that I do? How do I prepare myself? How do I actually deliver it? If you're in that kind of a struggle, please check out Excuse Me Your Badass is Showing. Self-confidence edition. It's all about getting through fear that arrests us from speaking up. And operating from a place of courage and confidence. It's not that it's going to feel amazing if somebody doesn't like what you have to say. But it is so rewarding and amazing to hang up the phone after you just stood up for yourself with your boss or your parent or your sibling. So empowering. And be like, you know what? I am so proud of myself. There's nothing like that.
1: I have someone in my mind right now. And I hope she's listening because I think this would be perfect for her. She's in a, an abusive relationship. Yeah. And she is t- done, but she's not quite sure how to end it. Yep. Um, so this is exactly what she needs. Is, or, or whether to continue it, like if it's savable. Yeah. Right? So um, she's kind of on that edge trying to figure that out. And I think this class would just be great for her.
0: Well, that, that is one of the pieces that I love so much about these courses is I will provide a Facebook forum. So you have a weekly challenge each week, and then people come into the Facebook forum anytime. It doesn't matter what time zone you're in. If you're out of the U.S., it doesn't matter. None of it is like a live call, so you can come converse whenever you want. And they can just say, here's the deal. I have this challenging situation with my partner. How do I – what do I how do I know if it's time to end it? And then I can give specific advice based off of their particular instance. Right. Versus me talking to thousands of people right now and they're like, but what about if my brother does this, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think it's also really pivotal just in assessing fear in our worlds period. Not right. just how we speak up, how it influences us not speaking up, but also how it influences us not starting our own business, getting back into the dating scene. Going on, going back to the gym, you know, we're like, oh, I can't go to the gym until I've lost 50 pounds, like shit like that, <laughs> that we're going to really flip this, this switch on. So anyway, if you're interested in that, get in this week. If you're listening at the time that this is airing, which is on the 1st of May, you have through this Thursday to get half off on the course. Plus oh, wow. there's two really awesome bonuses that you don't want to miss, but it's l- It's like basically the cost of a night out. It's 97 bucks. It's so reasonable. It's quick and dirty. We're going to handle shit in three weeks. And so it's a really, really great opportunity to to get your feet wet with this. If you've loved the pod but you want to dig deeper, here's your opportunity. All right. So let's get back to this. After you have kind of assessed what do I believe is breakup worthy, the second thing I want you to journal about and – really get clear about and this is kind of what you were talking about earlier is have i said or have i asked for everything that i need in a graceful kind way have i been crystal fucking clear about what i need from this relationship no
1: misinterpretations right Mm -hmm.
0: have i given them every single opportunity to be what i need Now, there's also a difference where you can have a parent who lacks that capability of even having a conversation about that. There are people who are textbook narcissists or they're going through their own shit where they cannot even physically hear you. Like when you speak, they only think about what they're going to say. Yeah. But I always think that it's important if you're going to live a life of no regrets that you have given voice to everything, even if it falls on deaf ears, to say, I have given this person every opportunity. Now, there's also a huge difference between collaborative relationships and having tough conversations like that and a hard line boundary. So we talk about this, we'll talk about it a lot in Excuse Me Self-Confidence So if you want more help on those sorts of things, establishing boundaries, et cetera, there is definitely a fine line here. So a collaborative relationship, I look to that as a major sit-down conversation, like with you, let's say. There's something going on. I need to give voice to it. And by the way, in class, we go through like a seven-step process to get prepared for a conversation like that. Nice. But it's one where I'm still highly invested in our relationship. I want to hear what you have to say. I want us to move forward. I want to be what you need. We want to move the relationship forward. We just want to rectify something. That's more of a collaboration. Then you have hardline boundaries, which is a lot more what we're talking about today. And this sometimes involves a deep conversation. And then sometimes it is just, here's what I will no longer tolerate anymore. Well,
1: it seems like she's been pretty good about uh, trying the boundaries. You know, like she seems like she's put boundaries in place. Mom just doesn't get them.
0: That's right. That's right. It's kind of weird. What- and again, this is just some stuff that I wanted to outline for people who maybe don't know where they're at. Like, sure. do oh, I, I gotcha. sever the relationship mm-hmm. or not? Mm-hmm. The third thing I want you to ask yourself is what am I saying yes to? What am I saying no to? And essentially, what this is is if I choose to stay in this relationship with this parent, what is the cost? So I'm saying okay. yes to staying in a relationship with this parent, which means I'm saying no to personal freedom, autonomy, independence, whatever it symbolizes for you, standing up for yourself or it could be the opposite. I'm saying no to any relationship that's not reciprocal. I'm saying yes to me. I'm you know what I mean? So you kind of have to unpack that a little bit to look at is the cost of either one of these choices too great? Mm-hmm. does it cost you more? To stay in a relationship with them, and, I, and when I say cost you, I mean emotionally, your health-wise. Right. When you go visit them, are you so enthralled by anxiety that you can barely get on the, the plane to fly to them? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, what is the cost?
1: Yes, yeah, that goes along the line of risk-reward. That's right. You know, like, is the risk worth the reward?
0: Exactly. And then the fourth thing I want you to think about, and this is really just a piece of encouragement for you, and this you had to very much come to this conclusion. It is okay if it's too little too late.
1: That's definitely true.
0: Yes. It is okay if it's too little too late. Mm. It's okay if they are now ready for a relationship and you want nothing to do with it. That's okay. So I want you to know that, as I've said many, many times before, your wants, needs, and opinions are just as important as anybody else's wants, needs, and opinions. And just because somebody comes into your life after they've been away for a long time, which is not necessarily this listener's situation, but I hear it from many people. It's what you went through with a parent. And it was that struggle of, do I owe him anything? Yeah. Yeah. And I and kind of went like, you know what, the risk of trying to rekindle a relationship with my father, I don't want it bad enough to even have any sort of risk. Right. I mean, am I saying that right?
1: No, absolutely. I I, I definitely think, you know, for me, it happened at a young age. I realized that, you know, he wasn't the man that I thought he was. And I was done. I was like, all right, I see your true colors. And, um, you know, at that Age, I knew that um, it's very common to start taking on the traits of your parents, right? right? You start hanging out, and, you know, they become habits. You start seeing those. So for me, I realized that I had to make some quick changes. I had to make some swift, hard decisions. And in my mind, I just said, I know that I need to do everything the opposite of what he does. Mm-hmm. And that was a clicking moment for me. It wasn't necessarily setting a boundary. It was more just seeing things clearly. Yep. Right? I, it, it was boundaries in a way, but it was more, I see you. Yeah. And I see what you do, and I'm not going to go down that road.
0: I'm not going to tolerate
1: it. I'm not going to tolerate it, and I'm not going to become it. Yes. So um, I, I think with any relationship, but especially with you know, someone that's a family member, that's one of those checkpoints yep. that you can go to and go: Is that worth tolerating, or is that affecting me, uh, you know, on a spiritual, emotional, physical way that I I can't handle? Right. Right. Yeah. So I think that's a good benchmark yeah. to go with.
0: Absolutely, you know, and it, it it what I think that point is is when you stop rooting for somebody to be what you need and you see them for who they really are. Right. That's what you're describing.
1: Well, yeah, I think when you say rooting, it's kind of like being able to realize that they aren't going to be what you need from them. It's you know, like I always like... wanted a father that was going to be there for me. Go to my basketball games, take me fishing, you know, show me life and, and how things work. Right. And I, it wasn't that guy. Right, And I kept hoping for it and kept putting my, investing myself into that. And then I came to a point where I'm like, ah, yeah. that ain't going to happen. Right. So what's next? Where do I go from here? So you're right. And that's a great place to look.
0: And, and it could be a semantics thing. Like it's maybe it's not necessarily that you are rooting for them, but you desire that. Right. You want them to be the parent you want, right. you need it.
1: And it might be, you know, drastic like mine was, and it might be, you know, a trickle. Right. You might just start slowly feeding yourself away from that. That's right. Um, well, and relationship. That's, that's
0: why I started with, I want everybody out there to identify what is breakup worthy? hmm What are those things that that person embodies that are so costing you happiness that you do need to sever the relationship? What are those things for you? Because for me, they're, they could be very different. Sure. I tend Everybody's to be, be extremely different. hard-lined about that. But I think that's important that you identify those things. And you can approach it from multiple different ways. Like for you, it was kind of a gradual fading out, like kind of a ghosting. But it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily a sit-down, full-on conversation. I don't know if at the time you really had the words for it. And I certainly don't think he would have ever been able to hear it. No. So I don't know. I think that it's really important for everybody to assess their own situation as in-depth as possible before you make a a really hard and fast decision about somebody being out of your life.
1: Well, I, I think that's where boundaries come in, is if you start setting boundaries and they keep going past them. Yes. Right? That's a good example of, okay, this may not be something I want to continue. They keep busting these boundaries down. And I keep saying, here's the line, and they keep crossing it. That's right. Right? Like, I would do that with a friend. I would do that with a romantic partner. I would do that with a a, a, a boss or an employee.
0: Exactly. Why wouldn't
1: I do that with a parent?
0: That's exactly right. You know? And the answer is because we have societal obligations. And that is a dumbass reason to do anything, in my opinion. yeah. And if you, if again, if you want more on this stuff and you need specific help about boundaries, that is one major piece of the puzzle that we're talking about in Excuse Me, Self-Confidence Edition. So again, check it out at least and look at the stuff that we're covering and see if that's something that you need to make some headway in. And again, you can find that at thejoyjunkie.com slash excuse me. So let's talk about how do you go about delivering that breakup? Like actually doing it. So first of all, you need to choose your method. And this is completely up to you. Especially if you're severing ties, you get to decide what it looks like.
1: Mm -hmm. So
0: if you want to do it in person, great. If you want to write a letter, fine. If you want it to be over the phone, whatever. You get to decide on the medium. So choose your method. The second piece is you need to gear up. You need to prepare for how you want to show up. Yes. Because especially if it's a toxic relationship, which I'm assuming that most of you guys it is, the other person is likely to lash out, be verbally abusive, not be receptive. So you need to go through a process of forecasting anything they may say and how you want to approach it. How So if they start screaming and yelling, what are you going to say? I came here to deliver this specific verbiage to you or this exactly how I feel if you're continuing to yell, you've left me no choice but to leave. Write it all out on paper. Here's what I think could possibly be said. Here's how I want to respond, and do all of this ahead of time, obviously
1: and, and with with the with the end result being that you know it's kind of nice to reverse engineer this piece. Where you go, all right, what's my end goal? My end goal is I want to show up in the best way that I can possibly show up. Where I feel good about me and how I acted and what I said. Exactly. Right? And then you can kind of go backwards from there and go, how do I get there? How do I stay there?
0: That's exactly right. and. It's important that you do all of this because especially when we're in toxic environments and she even said this too, that her mom brings the worst out in her,
1: mm-hmm, you know, and mm-hmm, I don't think I which read that is part, true.
0: but yeah, that she has to fight tooth and nail. So you need to gear up for anything that could come up or be lashed out at you for if you're going to be delivering it in person or on the phone, yeah. right? Obviously, if you write a letter, you can just be done with it and all of that. But ultimately, it's about the response, whatever response I could get, how do I want to navigate that? So forecast all the responses, whether it's a return letter, what do you want to do with that? Do you want to just not open? Do you want to say that ahead of time? If you send me anything back, I'm not going to open it. What are all the possible ways it can be received and how do you want to retort or how do you want to respond? Yeah. Yeah. You also want to look at what is your intention? What is your intention in doing this? I'm hoping that it's not one of inflicting pain, wanting to hurt somebody. Yeah. Give you know, We don't want to do that. I'm hoping that your intention is one of self-care, one of self-love, one of pre- preservation of self, of healthy mind, of boundaries, whatever else. But nail down, here's my intention in doing this. And it's not about what that other person says, right? We're walking away from this relationship. So again, this is if you have determined I'm severing the ties, right? Yes. This is not for those of you who are like, my mom's annoying On offense. and right. I haven't addressed it yet. No, it's not about, oh, my mom is always pestering me about getting married or having a baby. No, that's all communication shit. You need to start giving voice to things. Right. This we're talking about, no, it is grounds for termination.
1: This is emergency <laughs> only, yeah. Exactly. 911.
0: I also want you to think about in that gearing up phase. So first, you choose the method. Second, you start gearing up. So in that gearing up phase, I want you to think about what do I need to give voice to? What do I want that person to know or hear from me? For you, what do I need to get into the ether? Not because I want to elicit a specific response, but because I need this out of my body. Yeah,
1: I need it to be said, yeah. I
0: need it to be said. So in the gearing up, what is your intention? How do you want to feel about how you have shown up? What will make you proud of you? Write down character traits. I want to show up with grace, kindness, assertiveness, confidence, whatever it is for you. What do you need to give voice to? And then finally, forecasting Any type of breach of receptivity or boundary or anything that they could possibly say, how do you want to respond? Get that all out on paper. So all of that will go in your gearing up phase, right? And then third, please make sure you have support around this. Like I said before, this is oftentimes extremely traumatic when we're dealing with familial relationships. Have a coach, have a therapist, have a best friend, have a family member you do trust and you can lean on. Have somebody there when you write that letter or you have that conversation that you can go to them directly after or that will check in with you and say, hey, do you feel like talking? Or this is one of those things that's pretty intense. So set yourself up with some support. That piece is really, really huge.
1: Yeah, that is big.
0: And then the fourth piece is be ready to enforce, be ready to enforce. Uh, So that's
1: the hardest piece. I think
0: all of those things that you forecasted, like, oh, this could protect particular thing might happen. She might say this, he might respond this way. How do you want to go about that? Do you need to change locks? Do you Hmm. need to limit other family relationships? Do you need to loop them in on the process? What are the to-dos, the actual action steps on enforcement of this? Yeah. Do you need to change numbers? Do you need to block numbers? Do you need to block off Facebook? Are there logistics in this severance? That's the piece of the enforcement. Because if you say things, this happens with all boundaries, doesn't matter what it is. If you lay down a hard line about something, and you do not enforce it you are showing them that you do not mean it they go yeah. oh she's not that serious about it he doesn't really care
1: i've heard this before i've
0: heard it before mm-hmm. he always he does that for like a week and then changes his mind no the enforcement piece is mandatory and it's going to be different for everybody right and then finally when other people ask you about this <laughs> this is the easy part <laughs> I love what what you already said. I wouldn't necessarily say something like I don't have parents, just because that's that tends to be jarring and almost victimy. Like, oh, right, you know. And I used to do the exact same thing with children. Like when people would say, um, "Oh, right," you know, why don't you want children? And I'd be like, you know, what? I actually don't really like them. <laughs> I was doing something to be spiteful and kind of polarized, right? When I really wanted people to leave me the fuck alone and not ask me, so I need to say something to get that sort of a response. So what I would suggest Hmm. is you could say something like, you know what? You'd actually have to ask her. I haven't talked to her. Like you could say say it in that tone, not in a, well, you'd have to ask her. Not that, but you know what? And like genuinely wish her well. I hope she gets her shit straight. I hope she can figure it out. Yeah, She may not, but be my guest rando friend (laughs) be my guest you can
1: go. be our guest be our our guest guest.
0: (laughs) that is what i would suggest as far as what to say you know what you'd have to ask her i haven't talked to her in a while if they prod you then you can say you know what it's really not something that i want to talk about i really hope you can respect that that is my go-to phrase Mm -hmm. for anything you don't want to talk about of merit you know your political views why you don't have kids why you're not married yet you know anything that you find offensive where'd you get your boob job like stuff like that where it's like oh i really don't want to discuss that with you i hope you can respect that you are allowed to say that just because people ask you questions does not mean you need to answer them yeah ever yeah right i would also have one in your back pocket what is it that you want to say to people and what is it That displays the person that you want to be. Do you want to be snarky about it? Do you want to sound bitter? Or do you want that person to drop it? Then you probably need to approach it in that way. So look at what you're trying to elicit from that particular person. So I'm hoping that this is helpful as I'm clapping for myself. I
1: (laughs) doubt it isn't. Like that's helpful stuff.
0: And I do have to give out a huge warm fuzzy. Warm
1: fuzzy. To
0: this listener. I love a warm fuzzy. I love a good warm fuzzy because this is a really intimate issue and it's challenging to throw it out there. And I know you're not alone. I have heard it from my students and I appreciate your bravery and I applaud you, hugely applaud you for making this life yours and not one of guilt, obligation, and abuse. So congratulations to you, my friend. You are well fucking on your way. And for those of you out there who are going, I need more about this, please check out Excuse Me Your Badass is Showing, Self-Confidence Edition. Such a, that's such a great name. So long. So I just call it XM Self-Con, usually, mm. <laughs> behind the <laughs> scenes. But check it out at joyjunkie.com slash excuse me if, if you're done with these sorts of relationships and you're ready to really give voice to things. And yeah, have great. a tribe behind you to be in the same boat with you. cheer you on.
1: Get tribal on their ass.
0: Get tribal. (laughs) Anything else you wanted to add?
1: No, I don't think so.
0: All right, so we'll see you around these parts next week. Here's to loving and living your most badass life.
1: Mr. and Mrs. Smith, out.